so in this episode i also talk about this one very famous artwork from 2019 and i thought it will be a good idea for me to share uh, whatever i have read or come across about this artwork at the end of this episode so yeah at the end of this conversation you'll also find that extra bit the bonus part of today's episode number 49 uh, make sure to listen to it as well Hello and welcome back to the Paper Pencil podcast. I am Swarnavo, the host of this show where we talk about art and the artists behind them. The stories, experiences, learning, inspirations and a whole lot of other things. A quick reminder again probably for the 49th time to subscribe to this podcast and if you happen to enjoy this episode tell your friends about it. As I say take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media stories. Now this is going to be an adda episode with two of my favorite people from the art world. Joining me today is my good friend Anada Menon, my guest from episode 4 and of course a person whose artwork has been inspiring me for years now, Chaya Prabhat, again my guest from episode number 19. Let me set the context for this conversation. So ever since I started taking art seriously as in not just a weekend hobby but trying to learn more about the craft and of course its history and also while doing this podcast talking to many other artists about the topic I have had this one question and that is what I hope to find an answer to in today's episode. So join me as we try and figure out what is good art and what is bad art or is there anything such as good or bad art so on that note anada and chaya welcome to the conversation thank you so much for agreeing to join hi hello hello hi <laughs> okay wow that's uh, a lot of thank you for <laughs> <laughs> I hope the uh, giggles following it is okay so that uh, <laughs> that you that, can that see the <laughs> yeah that takes it out so yeah. <laughs> you're saying something yeah no i was just going to say thank you for the introduction because i didn't say that the last time on my episode <laughs> oh my god what no. you <laughs> Oh my god I'm glad I'm glad you got the chance to kind of correct it or do you yeah. even think of that I didn't even realize that and and thank you for saying that I'm your friend oh, come on we 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 spoken like such random stuff throughout of course see i i can call that for chaya cuz again i kind of so so chaya and i have this so see another and i have this relationship where we we randomly talk about stuff whenever whatever we 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 actually even go and and if i may use the word bitch about a lot of people from time to time including clients yes. but uh with chaya the other thing is like chaya for me her work and chaya the person is is like in a different league for me where i'm like oh that sort of a work i have to do one day and that also kind of connects to the topic for today but yeah so so that's why another friend and chaya a person i really look up chaya to. is a prophecy <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah the listeners you don't know how much <laughs> i fan girl before this so <laughs> i also fan girl just so the listeners know like i also really fan girl i love anada's like round animal series this it's just like i'm such a big fan i just wow. i can't handle it 
I can't handle like how those animals look. Genuinely. Oh my God, and another, she is going right through. Yeah, exactly. Another can't handle all this thing right now. Her face is about to explode. Oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, yeah. so, so I'll tell you what. So today I invited you, of course, for this conversation. And uh, the idea of this topic was, of course, from Anada. Also, we would have our usual uh, suspect in these other sessions, Chole Bhature, who is missing today. Anada, you and I would know. So our, our good friend, Ashwarya, Vora, who also wanted to join, but then, yeah, she couldn't make it. But uh, anyhow, so coming back. So th- this topic was initially uh, brought to my attention by Anada. And I thought, you know what, this would be a great way to kind of uh, do another Adda episode on this, which is, uh, is there something called good or bad art? And I'll also tell you why when, I, when Anada told me about this topic, I jumped at it because I've been thinking about it. And with the recent whole scene of NFT, and I'm pretty sure both of you have been kind of, if yeah. not following it, you have been seeing you've been you've been noticing yeah. anything trying to understand <laughs> i'm not i'm yeah. not trying to i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like amrit tried to explain it to me in the episode like when he was uh, doing the nft episode with me but then uh, i i did understand but then i think i couldn't take it uh, uh, i think another artist i follow uh, uh, Prasad, Prasad Bhatt, uh, he's also from Bangalore. Yeah. He has yeah, gotten into this whole NFT scene quite a bit. But uh, the whole idea is, you know, while Prasad and let's say even let's say Amrit for the example, the artworks they've been making is really, really good. Okay. Uh, according to my taste, hmm. right? So again, I should hmm. add that. Hmm. But then again, yeah. uh, when I go to these uh, NFT galleries, okay, I don't know if you, any of you have ever been to them. I go yeah. to these NFT galleries yeah. and I'm like, is this art? Okay. And uh, <laughs> Is this good art? Is also a question. So I think you know that's why I thought you, the two of you can the two of you can probably enlighten me today on this whole thing. So uh, I'll go one by one, and then of course we'll come together. So another, since your name starts with A, and I'm pretty sure that has been the scene in school as well. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> school, college, everything. <laughs> so just like school, I'll probably go to you first. And uh, yeah. you know, I want to know two things. One is. According to you, what is art and uh, what is good art? Um, so actually, um, this topic was actually thrown at us uh, during art college and very with a very like smug uh, look on my art history's face because uh, this is like a topic which never gets kind of never has a conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so the thing is, um, we actually discussed good, bad and ugly. Mm-hmm. So um, ugly mm-hmm. is also another perspective because um, we learned actually the different phases of art, right? Like we looked at modern art and contemporary and whatever those phases. So there was, there was also this perspective where he showed that there is a museum for ugly art as well. Mm-hmm. So, so that, yeah. so everything exists, see, everything is basically celebrated, good, bad and ugly. And according to me, I have actually lost that sight of what is like good. Okay. Right. <laughs> so for me, as, as long as it resonates with me, like if it, if it comes in terms with content, so maximum things I see nowadays in art is the exposure we get out of social media, right? So mm-hmm. what works over there mostly, I'm not looking through only people like uh, probably who do like very skill-based work because I am from that background where you were taught in a certain way where you're now mm-hmm. brushing up your fundamentals and stuff like that. So 
I do not only look at that side of art. I look at stuff which uh, just, you know, even resonates in a way with me where the content is good. So even if it's like comics, it's like drawn in a very simplified way, mm-hmm. uh, opposed to how I see a very detailed work and I say, oh, that's good. So like sometimes I feel like I don't judge art on the basis of how it looks. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's art is basically words, color and kind of shapes for me. So that's how I've started breaking down what good art is for me. So, so aren't you so looking at majorly I, visual arts in that case? Because I can then even I'm, take it to performance yeah. arts and yeah, so many so, <laughs> Yeah, so, so there are so many things. So I'm looking at a more specific thing. So like, like I said, what resonates with me, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's music, if it's relatable, that's if it if it you know if I understand if it re- resonates or makes me happy so that's in a way what what I like so mm-hmm. in in my perspective what I relate to is good for me so so if like um it, it's like you know um if like people like I say like oh I'm listening to Taylor Swift people like start judging oh my god what are you listening to Taylor <laughs> Swift and stuff so so I'm like I don't care because some of the music some of the lyrics do resonate with me so yeah. I I hear some of her songs like that so like picking you know my uh, preference to what is good and what is that is totally on me like other people are kind of uh, like, see, like my dad, okay. My dad couldn't understand what I did, like mm-hmm. illustrations and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, he asked me, why don't you make landscapes instead? Right, right. Oh because my God, according- I get asked that so often, by, especially by family members. They're like, why don't you try, why don't exactly. you try horses? <laughs> why don't you try <laughs> like a nice exactly. scenery huh. with the sun and birds flying. <laughs> exactly. So, so according to them, that is what art, good art is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's all they've seen. They have seen only, see, for them it is what they see around them and as it is, is drawn on paper is what is good. The realistically. Huh. Yeah. Right. But for us, it is a very different way because we can break down things. Hmm. so yeah, the yeah. way the way people in a very smart way break down these elements and draw or you know visualize it is something I call as good art so right. so basically that's how I see it yeah right. so, so, so probably realism yeah. versus you know something which is more a little more uh, towards expressionism in that case if I may say more like I mean not re- uh, realism realistic and um and what do you say yeah expressionistic or impression anything like that is yeah anything like that is uh and you know whatever whatever like parts i kind of divide into like with the color or Mm -hmm. the you know the uh whatever the story behind it anything in that sense Mm -hmm. that kind of yeah uh, makes me feel that's art yeah. Okay. Okay. Chaya. Chaya, what about you? Uh, horses or uh, illustrations with <laughs> and, and a lot of textures? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like art, if I had to define it, it's like very broad. Like, I feel mm. like if you master the art of flipping a pancake, that's also like an mm-hmm. art form. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, like recently I've gotten into like latte art. 
because i'm oh, like yeah. i really want to form those shapes and it's just Shape. not coming <laughs> every day i'm practicing <laughs> um so yeah i feel like it's a much more broad um, I definition mean, uh, do you see it like on the basis of like when you say the latte thing or whatever it's like mm-hmm. practice and it's skill yeah exactly so, so is, yeah. Is, art? is that is what is making it a good art or is it how, how do you kind of look at hmm, it but like what that? is the difference between so, a skill and art in that case huh, so. i i think it's a it's a bit of both like when you look at like if you take illustration it's not just skill right skill is just like mastering the mm-hmm. uh, whatever you're using like whether you're using pen mm-hmm. or paper mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. you're using software or brushes and it goes so much further than that like mm-hmm. um you don't need to have a lot of skill to to make art i feel because like so mm-hmm. much of or i don't know i feel like the, the, how you convey something is in itself a skill because mm-hmm. like i just like you another i follow a lot of like a comic artists on instagram and a lot of them are their work is very simple right it's mm-hmm. like right. um not to say it's bad or like um it's it's not like it's not super detailed or anything like hmm. it's just it's very simple some of them is just it's just like one line or like hmm. a really tiny drawing and just lots of white space and yeah. i feel like that like being able to convey what you're trying to say through such few strokes that also hmm. is a skill hmm. right yeah. yeah i don't know i <laughs> i don't know if i'm making sense <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you're right you and no, you use the word correctly yeah. as well which is it's a skill i absolutely agree yeah. but then yeah. where does it stop being skill and where does it start being art i think it's i don't know i feel like it's it's the using the skill properly is an art mm. okay are we getting too okay. philosophical okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this topic may get right that the topic of yeah. art and yeah. skill is it has to be philosophical and i'll tell you what yeah. so i i was doing my research okay so cuz uh, when when you told me about this uh, topic another i mm-hmm. started thinking okay cuz i was like okay so every and i have heard this since forever that you know uh, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder and all of that right so that that's that's true and i agree to that completely but then i was like uh, that can't always be a measure because so let's say if i'm just appreciating something visual let's say art in this case oh. beauty lies in the beholder absolutely works out for me it's absolutely great but let's say when i'm looking at uh, charging for or putting the amount or a monetary amount to a piece of art in mm-hmm. that case how do i justify or how does one justify the price of that art so an, a classic example in the recent times would be 2019 when that banana i'm sure both of you have seen that banana banana of the tape oh my god right. i was just thinking of that yes <laughs> yes exactly so it's called it's called the comedian that that piece is called the comedian yeah. and yeah. Uh, it uh-huh. is basically uh-huh. just a banana with a duct tape on top of it yeah. a yeah. random yeah. banana and a random duct tape and it sold for 1 
five and then four zeros uh, do- dollars. So one lakh fifty thousand dollars. So I know lakh and dollars don't mm-hmm. go well with each other, but just chuck it. Okay, it's not the point. But the idea mm-hmm. is, so mm-hmm. when I first read about it, I heard that that banana and that duct tape thing was sold for that one five four zeros or a thing, and then I got to know that it was not just a single piece. There were apparently six pieces that were sold. The starting two were sold at one two and then four zeros, and then the following ones were sold at one five and then four zeros, right? And uh-huh. I didn't even real, I didn't know about these things. Okay, so when, the more I read, I realized that that banana and that duct tape, the people. So let's say another has that money and she buys that banana, the comedian, the piece, right? She does not get the banana and the duct tape. She yeah. gets an authenticity <laughs> certificate which says that this idea bought- of Yeah, this idea <laughs> of a banana stuck to the wall with a duct tape now belongs to like, or now the authority over this idea is now with another because she has paid this much of money, and yeah. then another can actually go anywhere in the world, take a random <laughs> banana and that duct tape of that specific dimension, right? So that it hmm. has a document, and if she sticks it in that exact same way, that becomes that piece of art. So you know, I'm not going into that because that just just. Just, just, just <laughs> make me go crazy! What is, what is happening? What basically, I'm just buying the rights to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying the rights to the idea of that. Yeah, and then exactly. Put huh? it in that same way anywhere, and that becomes that very art piece. So, so basic. So basically, you're trying to even judge what is good and bad art based on the value you put on it, right? Correct. So Correct. yeah, yeah. So so how do you put so, that value, right? Yeah. See, the, see, this is another thing. Let's. Uh, I can't. I don't know how to say it in terms of art because, like, I've seen a lot of like very weird things getting sold. Also, like we even you say you saw it. So I I don't want to like sit and talk about that. But even like when we look at YouTube or we look at movies, also right. You see how uh, when things are good, you go it. You give it a lot of views, right? And someone starts earning from that. now when someone says yeah. there's something really bad and it's uploaded on youtube people would still go and see it with the right. curiosity of why it's bad right so yeah, you are yeah. anyway giving yeah. it views and that the person is going to make money out of it so yeah. when it comes to the value both are literally going hand in hand it's people's curiosity that is kind of creating this like you have this very thin line of what is the good and what is the bad like even the bad is doing as well as the good So you know, yeah, and like, right. yes, sir. And like huh. you, like I know that you, you thought okay, it's it's pretty. Not you. Maybe somebody would look at that banana and think, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Like I'm sitting and spending twenty four hours painting this thing, mm-hmm. and somebody just sells a banana for so much money. But then yeah. I, I, when you were telling me about this thing, I just kept thinking it's pretty mind blowing that somebody just thought of. Mm, just sticking mm, a banana exactly. to a wall like, i feel like that's genius like exactly exactly and turns out this artist uh, this artist huh? who, uh, i forgot his name again i'm bad with names but this artist who came up with this this comedian this piece comedian he's actually hmm. been doing similar uh, outrageous stuff throughout his career and that is why mm-hmm. when he faced it so it was not a random person coming and pasting a banana on the wall it was actually something which had a history to that that's part one and another your hmm. point was absolutely correct that people's curiosity and you you gave the analogy of youtube videos right it is actually true because mm-hmm. the banana when it was put in that gallery for the first time and it was i think in miami if i'm not wrong and there were other hundreds of 
huge artwork like canvas you imagine right like you can imagine and this one had a tiny yeah. little stall of sorts imagine like a comic con and a tiny little stall where this banana is stuck to the wall and turns out initially people did not realize but after a while the gallery people had a huge problem with the crowd that this banana was attracting because uh-huh. they came to just take <laughs> photos with that banana okay and then this whole <laughs> artwork which was supposed to be a visual art piece became a performance art piece because now the people are the ones who are engaging with that art and then then doing whatever clicking photos and everything which drove the price and the value of this banana even more and the more memes that were created on this banana the more the value went up because that's how much that idea garnered interest which is very exactly crazy to mm. think about right see yeah. because because you know i literally understand the interactive sense of it because um like even it had me thinking not the art form of it but i was thinking how ripe is the banana will it stay two more days will it start rotting in three days how will it look after <laughs> so, so they kept changing will the banana the, the museum kept changing yeah. the banana and and one person even so it's literally just <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally just an idea exactly yeah <laughs> it's just a concept like it's crazy yeah. <laughs> exactly i think uh, people how they are trying to um, uh you know uh, what do you say promote it as what is good is not like working with your skill but working smart hmm. so this is what he did he basically worked smart and like like chai is saying like i think it's a brilliant idea so basically it's that like he works smart he knew how to kind of key around with the public to know what to put up right. and i don't <laughs> made a fool of That's us i don't skill, know no? <laughs> yeah exactly. that is a skill like knowing yeah. what will make people go crazy is a skill yeah. like so he was and it's smart. a very important <laughs> skill because like these days like you need to know what will like what will go viral and what right. won't when you want to market exactly. anything correct so correct. if you like i definitely think it's a skill to to be able to guess that like oh putting a banana on a wall will just make people lose their shit is yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that, that yeah well. and i'll tell you what so that kind of got me thinking even further and i went and dug up even more and i i actually did a little bit of reading okay and i came up with this mm-hmm. whole thing where or i came across with this whole thing where uh, they tried and uh, decode the meaning of the word art and then they said mm-hmm. that okay if so for example let's let's take a quick analogy let's take food for example right so what mm. is food food is something which gives you nourishment right and and it's mm. probably is tasty as well so good food in this case palatable food would be something which gives you nourishment is edible and mm. also kind of is tasty in that case so which you will kind of want to have even more so if any food maybe it's a maggi or a banana or literally anything in the world which ticks these three boxes which is it is edible it gives you nutrition and it probably has a taste which human beings like then it terms as food and maybe the better it gets the good food or a bad food comes into that picture so probably that's why you won't eat a rotten egg because one it may be edible but nutrition value low taste really low so it does not tick all the boxes so that way art apparently so again this made sense to me i wanted to kind of run it by the two of you and you tell me what do you think so one mm-hmm. art is something which should create an emotional response in the viewer so now emotion mm-hmm. can be 
good bad whatever emotion you may get angry looking at it you may get very happy you may get like very inspired or whatever right so emotional response is required so if it creates an emotional response it is art that's part one part two is it communicates a vision of the artist so a mm-hmm. vision that this artist had and in this case the the banana the comedian that we were talking about the banana and the uh, duct tape the vision that this artist had mm-hmm. was that people will actually go and buy anything that we consider within quotes as art and that can be mm-hmm. a very useless thing and a very mundane daily life thing as well and even that mm-hmm. can be kind of a, so people are crazy that way to kind of give something very nominal something that value because we consider yeah. we put the tag of art around it and it's in a gallery or something so that was a statement yeah, yeah. Hmm. so that's yeah. the second criteria which is it should communicate a vision of the artist and that should inspire hmm. us so that vision shouldn't be something which is just random ki chalo aliens landing on the planet or something but it should also <laughs> inspire us to probably create something or whatever so that that's second third is what we and and chaya when your parents say ki why don't you make horses and another when your father says why don't you make landscape the third one is that it should be skillfully produced so again chaya's point that it needs to be skillfully produced not just anything mm-hmm. randomly done so that's the third one mm-hmm. uh, needs to be skillfully produced fourth is it should be unique which is it should not be a reproduction of something so if i take mona lisa and i like try and get really good at painting and i paint another mona lisa like ditto copy like point to point that is not art because that is a reproduction of something else so that's the fourth one and fifth one is it should inspire us it should like kind of like for example another when i look at your sketches and i'm just i'm again speaking for myself when i look at your sketches i'm like oh wow i i i want to make something like that chaya when i saw your you know illustrations without line i'm like done i am i'm switching off my line layer forever <laughs> right so that's that's one it should inspire us and fifth uh, sixth is it should be beautiful now the beautiful part is like again very subjective because again what is beautiful to you and me is different right so uh, the okay. other the sixth point is that it should be beautiful and uh, that you know that beauty should be something so crazy that you should be like just just awestruck maybe standing in front of it drooling like oh my god i haven't hmm. seen something as beautiful like like this ever so these are the six hmm. qualities or uh, tick boxes that within quotes art should have and if something mm-hmm. has these or ticks all these boxes then it is eligible to be good art otherwise it is not even art according to the actual definition what do you guys think of this um, just a download a lot but of that this this yeah. is, this is where I, i was actually always curious about that the way this definition has come who has defined it because mm-hmm. from where i come this is a lot being defined by art collectors majorly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so when this data comes in i am i'm wondering like who is giving out this data like where from which background this person is because even we like that's the thing like now when i'm judging it by myself and i judge art by myself the perspective is so different like literally when uh, like i saw mf husain's work also few of his works had come in pune they displayed a lot of like uh, mm-hmm. modern art artists work here mm-hmm. so i literally saw like whatever he has painted and whatever description an art collector has put there i don't think the artist wanted to do convey that <laughs> mm. <laughs> but the art collector That's made true. it because he's because he's no more mm. so the mm. art collector yeah. has made his own description to basically you know because 
basically it's mf hussein so like you have to sell it like that because yes. there are people walking around with wine glasses in that gallery so people are fans <laughs> so 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 this is what I, what I want to know is that wherever this description comes from who's exactly defining it for yeah. us to mm. kind of you Use know that. accept that description yeah right. so because so it, is, it's, it's so subjective right correct. and like like yeah. uh, what you were saying about food like i huh. listen to a lot of podcasts about food okay i don't know why like i still <laughs> like um and like uh, one thing that people keep mentioning is the reason you like certain things like you eat something and you really enjoy it Mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. of nostalgia like a lot mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. is influenced by ah. nostalgia something okay. you liked a lot as a kid is like a part of your brain is reminding yeah. you of that that's why even in like like the movie ratatouille ratatouille right. uh, <laughs> that guy the uh, the critic he eats the thing and he gets transported to his right. childhood and that's why like so i feel like similarly th- when you look at something and you really like it and it looks mm. like beautiful to you i feel like something from your childhood or something mm-hmm. from like your early memories is telling you okay this is reminding you of something and that's yeah. why you like it huh. or similarly why you find certain things ugly like mm-hmm. um like my grandfather finds dots like he, he finds like whenever you see lots of dots together he's like i don't like that Oh. <laughs> yeah like like if there's a pattern on a curtain where there are lots of like eyes like, like lots of oh, okay yeah yeah huh. yeah polka dots that kind of thing he looks uh-huh. at it and he's like I, no i i don't like that wow and i feel like that's like so if you ask him what is ugly art he'll probably say yeah it's like it's when a, i see lots huh? of dots together <laughs> um yeah so i feel like it's so subjective Um, okay yeah so it's very hard to define in in like objectively what is good like and what bad. is good good yeah. or what is I bad i think I, even even with food it's that right like um i don't know how would you uh, transfer that into like art but mm-hmm. it's like when you say when you eat something and then someone tells you to like that is you need an acquired taste right so basically yeah. you have to be so i don't know how you would transfer that into like art i tell you like I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when i was studying like art movements and stuff huh. i really did not get abstract expressionism mm-hmm. say jackson <laughs> yeah. jackson pollock i was like i don't get this i don't get the appeal <laughs> like he's just throwing paints on a canvas right. right and then like the more i looked at it the more like i like looked at his method and stuff and i was like okay he's actually like putting a lot of thought into this mm-hmm. and also there's yeah. like this element of like when you see it in person there's textures and there's yeah like, correct it's yeah. like what like you look at it and you're like okay this is making me feel things yeah <laughs> so i think it's the color like that's exactly for me like if i that's that's how i started splitting like i said the color or shape and stuff now some things you can't find a specific shape to it then the color would probably resonate so i think there you probably would see that then more like do mm. even like light the work and stuff like that i think you will have to see it from that perspective 
So, but I know a lot of people don't really <laughs> take in that much effort either. Yeah. Use this thing as well. Huh. Well, uh, since since Chaya, you spoke about abstract art, right? And I remember. Uh, I have heard others say it, and when I was younger, I said it myself. And I remember those moments when I see something abstract, which is very simplistic, let's say, or just let's say cubism. I know uh, uh, another you have a thing for cubism, right? So uh, let's say I look at cubism, like, "Arey, ye to I can also make it." Alright, so a random person <laughs> going to a gallery, looking at something, and say, "Even I can make it, or my kid can make it," right? It's just <laughs> throwing stuff on the uh, canvas or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, to that again, in my reading, I, I was I was reading about this as well. That you know what? There's this one. Uh, difference which is one uh doing something randomly versus doing something with intent so yeah. if let's mm-hmm. say i take a a, a a canvas and by mistake i drop some paint on it that does mm-hmm. not count as art because that was not there was no intent or there was no larger vision behind it but on the mm-hmm. thought behind it but on mm-hmm. the other hand if i still take a canvas and drop the paint in that same exact way like my first example but this time i do it with an intent or a larger vision mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it apparently terms at, as art and can then be brought mm-hmm. into this whole conversation of abstract art or, or whatever you want to call that mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. that is also uh, so very interesting and since shay is brought about the 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 art history and the art movements right so hmm. impressionism was kind of born that way because they were like okay enough with the you know the classical visual excellence like oh my god you have hmm. to paint it hmm. in such a way oh my god you have to be you know anatomy has to be perfect this has to be great that has to be like this so impressionism also came out that way but the topic was in in that case that when initially and i don't know you guys correct me you know uh, art history way more than i do which is a uh, initial set of impressionist artists mm-hmm. while they were revolting yet they were creating stuff which was meaningful and good and darada but as in mm-hmm. when the years went by people who co- continued to follow impressionism the apparently the quality degraded to a point when now you can kind of look at something which may not be as aesthetic let's call it and still that will be termed as art what do you guys think about that like mm. like to mm. simplify it does art need to be one visually aesthetic and second huh? skillfully made is the whole idea okay so what do you guys think um i feel like how how would we define visually appealing though because like like what may look good to me may not look good to somebody else ah that's that's so, true yeah i, I think yeah, this is like, where the like, conversation kind of comes to a halt as well na yeah. like it, it really does <laughs> like so, so, i mean the, the example of your uh, your parents who like draw landscape like to them if it's not a realistic looking landscape they probably won't think it it's good like it it's visually appealing i know there are a lot of people look at my like especially from older generations they look at my work and they're like i don't get it like why don't you just draw realistically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you were talking about impressionism and stuff right where you said the quality and mm-hmm. how it started changing so um, impressionism mostly like started uh, because you have you had cameras coming at that time right. so right kind of using kind of realistically painting became redundant and artists right. wanted to challenge cameras 
so if photography was there why do you need to do hyper realistic work or realistic work so basically artists felt that there was a challenge presented in front of them so they started challenging it and then they started breaking down their art what a camera can't capture they mm. wanted to capture it on canvas so mm. so basically it's that like i think art is in a way such a thing where it challenges the artist and it challenges the viewer also in a way where kind of i mean for at least for an artist i know like when uh, i see someone doing a type of art i know that they challenge themselves in such a way that's why it looks good so even people who are experimenting with styles right i've seen like chaya kind of or even you you've like changed like from paper to you know mm-hmm. uh to digital or mm-hmm. whatever so you've challenged yourself in such a way where you have you you know the rules of everything illustration whatever but you are like bending the rules to challenge mm-hmm. yourself so so in that way i feel that is also um, i mean i don't see that the uh, beauty of it is going in a way like the i i don't see like you were saying like aesthetically it's like losing its charm or whatever right. but for the artist it's not mostly Mm. maybe for the viewer it is but for the artist they are just challenging something else so that is why their work is getting breaking broken down into you know bits and pieces so and you know kind of getting more loose or more impressionistic or whatever so That's they are basically challenging yeah. themselves Yeah. yeah. So fact, I see you know, it's I like I get it, your point. Huh. I I get your point where hmm. you said that you know and and earlier also you said that uh, sometimes there are hmm. things where people say oh you need to kind of uh, have a more mature you you'll probably uh, acquire taste right so acquire taste right so this <laughs> is an acquired taste right and I hmm. think uh, that is quite true because I have gone through that in entire since you were here I can I think I can talk about it. I don't, I don't think I've spoken to you about this before that when i first mm-hmm. saw your uh, illustrations okay uh, this must be i'm guessing some uh, i don't know 3 uh, 4 years back if i'm not wrong okay so when i first saw your mm-hmm. uh, illustration uh, it has to be on pinterest it has to be because that's where i first saw you and then i realized oh there's somebody called chaya prabhat right and then that's where i found you on instagram so when i first saw that i honestly was like oh okay i love the overall thing but uh, mm-hmm. and I, i see how how suddenly your facial expression has changed you're like supremely interested like oh shit you're not batting an eyelid <laughs> no <laughs> just trying to focus yeah no so i'll tell you what happened so when i saw your illustration for the first time i immediately fell in love with the color scheme and i have told you this before as well during our conversation i i loved your color palette because it was different from most other color palettes that i had seen because i felt you were not using pure colors again pure colors within quotes because you were kind of taking like the changing the hue slightly here and there or whatever to kind of create a very different sort of a thing so that was one but when i saw you uh, let's say you know draw uh, faces for example or let's say characters or animals or whatever i initially because that was my phase when i was still into realism still i was kind of making my move from realism to let's say something which is more illustrated again illustrated within quotes because again does not always follow realism right and mm-hmm. i honestly mm-hmm. was like are aise kaise bana rahi hai like how, how is she drawing humans like this right because i was still so used to that previous version of me doing that and after yeah. two years or three years when now when i see your art and, and again your book and everything and i the times when i just just stare at your art for a long time i 
I'm like, wow, this is such a cool way to draw a human, right? And oh, wow, this is such a cool way to draw this, right? So I think the appreciation for that came, took me two, three years to kind of minutely appreciate a few more things, which now I do. And that's why I kind of, I like your work so much, right? So in that case, I think another, I go with your idea that, you know, some things take time and the more. So I honestly believe, let's say mm -hmm. the previous generation, the parents thing that we were talking about. Uh, what do you think if I say that, you know, if they are, exposed to more of such artwork exactly. if they start like yeah. going through instagram and behance and figuring out oh okay i think they they would build a palette for that and then that would be like art which is beautiful for them as well what do you think that's exactly what i was going to say when you when you like yeah like yeah whatever yeah, yeah. even i had that learning curve right because like if you if you're not if you've never mm. seen work like this before you will mm -hmm. definitely be like what even is this like right. and then the more you see it the more you'll be like oh like I kind of get what's happening here so <laughs> yeah I, there's there's like a it, it changes the more you see things the like the more like again I go back to like the food thing like the nostalgia and how it affects mm -hmm. not just nostalgia like the things you've grown up seeing and how it affects like what you like and what you don't I grew up watching a lot of 90s I mean I'm sure we all did a lot of 90s cartoon network right oh yeah and if you remember like a lot of the character designs and stuff from Dexter's Laboratory or um, Powerpuff Girls and stuff. None of those characters are yes. realistic. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. yes. They're not yeah. like yeah. They're not like Chota being there. It's like it. Looks oh, absolutely. Like you don't correct correct to do. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, like, a slightly it, it, different point. I hate Chota him. I personally hate. <laughs> yeah. I hate Chota him. Like anybody out there who's listening who probably likes it. I'm sorry. I hate Chota Bhim how thanks irritating his so, like, artwork so is we, it's so uninspiring we have found one uh, to push into bad art <laughs> oh yes I will put that I will put that yes yes another I will put Chota Bhim into bad but what is uh, like why, why is it so annoying though I don't what is it about it that's like irritating. I'll tell you what so I'll tell you what so, I hate it just FYI like <laughs> thanks I'm, I'm like with the majority already so i'm like <laughs> no, so i'll tell you what i hate about it and i'll tell you what i i could figure out that i i i have hated chota beam for a while okay like and again the story yeah. like just so uninspiring and i don't know it may be like the uncle mm. like the 30 year old uncle in me saying but i i honestly feel like the cartoons that you just mentioned right your, your old hannah barbara ones your dexter your johnny Brown, yeah, your yeah. pop of girls scooby-doo all of them one had I felt good stories and even now when I watch them I feel they had great stories and Pop of Girls and Dexter mm. was quite mature for the age if you realize it as an adult. Actually Johnny Bravo was. Johnny Bravo the child, it was supposed <laughs> to be the theme was that. Johnny Bravo would get uh, cancelled if it were released today. Yeah but, but, but come on it's just, just so think about but if you think of the artwork I feel yeah. Dexter and Papa, forget the character design, forget the character design, yeah, for the background, mm -hmm. okay? Go and watch, on, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Amazon Prime, you have Dexter's and all those old ones are there on Amazon Prime. You go and watch those and you look at the background artwork, okay? The beauty in mm -hmm. the textures and the colors and 
everything hmm. compared compared yeah. to let's say a chota bheem sort of a thing that is happening right now and look at the background artwork of that you will immediately yeah. realize that there is a huge i think inspirational difference in that like as an yeah, artist half totally of the background would inspire me to draw something like that chota bheem can again okay. i'm right now i'm not talking as a kid i'm talking about somebody who likes art and probably spends a lot of time with that what do you guys think I yeah I, I yeah you know I feel where it's coming from if you if you like this is like a very like technical comparison we are doing because uh-huh. literally you see hamara india is literally uh, like uh, old entire like the older generation is kind of uh, in the mindset of this industry also the art industry Mm-hmm. so if you look at the way this thing is being made chota beam and whatever is being produced they are not giving a lot of timeline to sit and do it right they are making quick cartoons because they don't care <laughs> yeah exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. they like cartoon cartoon hi to hai itna kya time laga rahe ho exactly like how the client says itna hi to karna hai this is all you have to do so why does it have to take so much time so it's from that perspective that it's coming you know So from is outside, if you see people are literally taking out the time, huh? Yeah. So is you it like a lower effort that's hmm. pissing hmm. off? That's pissing so. us off. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Like, and even in storytelling, <laughs> even in storytelling, when yeah, exactly. Are just so, <laughs> I think banal is the word. B a n a l. I don't know if the pronunciation is correct. It's just so. Uh, yeah. Just so copied from every other thing you have seen, and just so. Stereotypical in so many ways. I'm like, why are the kids watching? Yeah. And it's so much of violence. See, Pop of Girls had violence. Dexter had violence, but they were not as violent compared to this scene, man. And and my my cousins who are growing up watching Chota Bhim are turning. How are all the kids turning violent? Why are we talking about kids right now? See what you did, Chaya. No, but the weird you thing don't is, mention Chota Bhim in front of me. Yeah. No, but like the weird thing is, why do the kids like it? Because they don't if, have. Like, I, I feel they don't have anything else. There's no I choice. Feel, exactly. Yeah. I feel if they would, <laughs> if a kid would have an Amazon Prime account and where they could see some yeah. really good stuff, which I am considering good. Again, good, bad, subjective, right? And then they would see this. Hmm. I don't hmm. think they would go for this one, and they would go for the others. But then again. I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't know how to think like a kid anymore. So I, I'm just just basing it off my own bias and my own assumption. Yep. See, I think I I think these markets when they were introduced to us, no, it actually the Indian market didn't have a hold on it. Now it's completely theirs. So mm. because of mm. that, they want to push out their own stuff and kick that stuff out. Right. So mm. they don't want like that influence to come here. They want to make their own stuff. It's like it's a little annoying. I think just I think I think it's uh, that market is serious. It's like brainwashed, really brainwashed kids. Like it's like the influence is so strong. It's like I think parents are as tired of. I think parents are getting slightly tired of it. As tired of it as. They're getting to like uh, Frozen, the first movie, huh, because huh. I know how many parents have sat and seen that, and the kids can't stop singing that song also. But but in a way, I can say at least the quality of storytelling was better than. Chaya, Chaya, you like Frozen, huh? Chaya, I think likes Frozen quite a bit because she I like immediately Frozen. looked away the moment another started talking about Frozen. She was like, "Oh, okay, no, I'm not I, there." I like Frozen. I like Frozen. 
um but i this don't like off. how olaf looks i don't know why like when i look at olaf i'm like no like something is off about this guy okay <laughs> that's always been my feeling when i watched okay it. <laughs> i feel like yeah, i so had just like a slide when she was talking that's where i went <laughs> <laughs> that's why that look that's why yeah, the expression is old out <laughs> this <laughs> i think of olaf my god no but 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 coming back coming back to this whole thing of uh, art is it uh, like good or bad wala thing right and, and i am constantly kind of hmm. look, realizing the fact that i don't think this conversation is going to lead to a final thing because again there is no leading to a final thing in this in this topic right but uh, i'll tell you what so uh, again um, i have started thinking this very seriously okay and, and honestly which is when i'm scrolling through instagram earlier on i used to like go on liking a lot of stuff okay i used to like a tap tap like mm-hmm. tinder almost like i used to like, keep liking a whole lot of uh, <laughs> illustrations almost right not that i'm on tinder that age is gone of course but uh, coming back so uh, when i go through instagram nowadays i don't know what has happened i've become quite choosy about my likes when it comes to illustrated work okay so i'm strictly talking about illustrated mm-hmm. works right and i don't know why i have become mm-hmm. like this and i constantly notice myself clicking the like button when i really like an artwork versus when i'm like mm. oh okay it's an artwork yeah great and and my feed is full of artwork cuz i kind of mostly follow uh, artists right so are you guys also in the same thing or what is your take or what is your way of looking at it this this whole liking because that's at the end of the day that's you engaging with the artwork and basically mm. you know giving it a positive sort of a, a feedback no even i'm the same uh, like I really, I really, really like something. I like it. If I really, really like something, I'll comment on it. I, I feel like I've actually like the opposite thing has happened for me. Before, I never used to like interact with anybody at all. I just used to look and like just mentally appreciate it and move mm-hmm. on. Whereas now, I'm like because <laughs> I'm like, uh, like I get work through Instagram and I post right. my work and I know how important <laughs> that one like is. I'm like. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Based on what do you do that? So you you just said Chaya that uh, and you also don't like all my illustrations by the way. I just know. Okay, I notice it. Okay, I know. No, I'm telling you, it's it's the algorithm. Okay, like I ha, don't. Ha ha ha. We'll we'll blame algorithm of course. Yeah. I don't. Oh man, in public. I don't. I just I just don't see a lot of the work. your uh definition of good art i for me i feel like um there are a few like categories like one is definitely or oh, like i want my art to look like this one day like mm. that's one kind of like that i do okay. another is wow this person is really experimenting and i really like admire them for that that is mm. like another 
thing even if i don't like it doesn't it's not like my kind of thing i'm like right. like i really admire this person for trying something different that's like another thing um another is like if somebody posts something very like a very brave political mm-hmm. statement that i would always be afraid of saying myself i'm mm-hmm. like wow this person is doing something that i can never do myself so that's like right. i feel like that's what that's kind of what ticks for me but what about you like what about you guys okay so i i i before we move on i noticed two things cuz i'm constantly trying to go back to that definition thing i spoke about earlier so i think you majorly mentioned about one it is it needs to be inspirational for you as in you want to be inspired by like oh i want to make art like this one day or i would like to i i love how this person is experimenting with a different medium or a different style that's that's one that inspirational mm-hmm. factor and the other is also let you know uh, it creates some sort of an emotional response ki oh wow this was brave for this person to go out and say but another coming back to you so what so chaya spoke about these two things that you know makes her really like and comment for you what is it so when you're scrolling mm-hmm. through what makes you like really push that like button and and as in i think it's a it's a youtube thing to say you know like smash the like button or something like <laughs> smash the like, like <laughs> yeah literally like you're when you're like that's what it's um so uh, see i i i'm following like a huge list of artists anyway so um that's what i i think uh whatever like comes it really depends on what i see on my feed on that day i really can't like uh tell based on what i'm scrolling and looking through whether i'm liking it see i have like a mix of things okay like i feel like uh like already uh, 60% of what is basically art and 40% has become animal pages okay so <laughs> so that those pages are definitely getting likes <laughs> so when it comes to the art pages like uh, i don't know i think it's really depending on my mood on that day like you know if if i'm like feeling really happy on that day and people have like posted something mm-hmm. totally you know colorful and like i'm like melting and i'm like oh there's only a like button why can't i like put more emojis more, into uh, this kind uh. of thing <laughs> so 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 based on that basically it's the mood so even if it's like composition anything color or even a thought that has been presented so well mm-hmm. and kind of made me happy and kind of completed my day is basically how i kind of push the like button and uh i I don't really even when I open Instagram I don't go there with a plan on what uh-huh. should I like or you know it's just spontaneous right whatever right. it's I think I, I love being surprised by Instagram every day because an artist has a different process every day mm-hmm. so an artist to kind of think different on that day and you know post something different or post something even if it's meaningful or random I think it just makes me naturally like it so like mm. i don't have like i think it's a mood thing for me like right. if i'm going to smash the like button and mostly i end up liking whatever i see that comes on my page at that time so if i'm there for 15 minutes and i'm scrolling through and i see something i like uh, and right. and sometimes it happens now when instagram kind of closes and you go back and mm. 
Instagram like will show one post and it will refresh it and right. then that goes way down and I'm like where was that? Oh, right. <laughs> so right. I scroll and go and then quickly like that the post. So I'm like that. I'm like in the moment and that mood I kind of like stuff. Right. So, so that, yeah. that, that's more for me. <laughs> Again, you also are going for more for the emotional response part and yeah. you also go for yeah. something which is slightly unique like you said. Like something which you, you because you said that you know you like the way artists think differently about stuff. makes sense huh. so for me also i think uh, emotional response yes of course it comes but uh, you know for me that skill is very important as well like the skill and the mm-hmm. visual excellence uh, of it like let's say for example if i see something which i feel is wow i love mm-hmm. the way they did this or i love the lines or i love the colors texture da 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 i know for a mm-hmm. fact i will like and i'll do that thing that you said another I'll, i'll search for that just to go and you know give it that mm-hmm. like that it deserves uh, whatever mm-hmm. right so i think for me that skill and beauty part is also very very important and that inspirational part of course so i'm going to ask you both of you one question and i want a yes or a no answer only and with this we'll probably go towards the closure of this uh, which is is art just personal expression and stressing on the word just is art just personal expression mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean very deep yeah um yeah and that if you say yes or no i'm like oh, come on <laughs> how do i say yes or no to that <laughs> please <laughs> is so, art um, just personal expression I know. I, I think. I mean, Nick, I'll say you, no and say you. nothing. <laughs> for you, for you, like for you, mm-hmm. uh, and this that that's where it becomes subjective, also, right? And and there's no right or wrong answer. So, uh, mm-hmm. according to you, is first pers- is art just personal expression? Hmm. Mm, I still <laughs> don't have an answer because it's like. yeah I, it's it's just me but it's also like there are other influences yeah. and stuff but does that also count as a personal ex- <laughs> like as personal expression so it's very tricky i question. can I, i can give it with like a justification that art is i mean i won't say ju- the just part is the thing like right. i know that's why it's just, just on that as well yeah i'm like uh like i'll say it in the perspective of it is, if it is compared with design yes because that's the only place you can express correct in design correct. you can yeah. in design so design I'll has a function that sense, to it of course huh, exactly so in that sense i'll say yeah i mean that's the only way place where mm-hmm. self expression and freedom is there so mm-hmm. in that way i'll say art is Check just Huh. so okay okay only from that yes. perspective yeah makes sense nee nee i i agree on that also because yeah you're right like because if not there then where is the question right so where if not there else? then where else correct theek hai all right so i think i think uh, you know i was trying to find a closure to this conversation which i think is we pretty much as clueless as we were when we began the conversation yeah. i think i think i can say that <laughs> for myself but but no i think i think this makes uh, sense and I, you know what uh, I, i really hope that people who are listening probably uh, start looking at art in a slightly different lens rather than just saying oh this is good art and oh this is bad art because there is much more than that and if you are just closing off at that okay is this good or is this bad then i think you are on the losing end because 
it's not taking you on a journey not every art is supposed to take mm. you on a journey like chota bhi artwork uh, yeah i am still going to go back at <laughs> that but uh, but but uh, so you know we reached uh, a conclusion with that though we reached yeah. a conclusion with that i don't know nick that's a definite conclusion i knew that there was no there was no <laughs> conclusion required okay come on i didn't call the two of you just to kind of validate something which i already knew i hated anyway <laughs> but uh, so tell me this i'll tell you this so uh, maybe parting notes on this one that uh, and, and you guys tell me if you agree with or not okay just, just close it very quickly which is uh, when you're looking at art uh, and if you really want to indulge yourself in that art uh, probably rather than just you know scrolling across just just stop and ask yourself that is it does it engage me this this piece of visual whatever i'm looking at in front of me even if it's just a single pixel does it engage me and like like chaya was also talking about earlier that you know it, it brings back memories or evokes a response or whatever does it do that and if it is doing why is it doing that probably that will help you know yourself a lot better through that piece that whoever artist uh, created you made the most sense out of my life this entire <laughs> see there was pressure on me i had to perform they had to perform uh okay so on that note i think we are going to close this episode this was probably the last episode uh, no wait there's episode 50 left i totally forgot about that i'm just so happy but uh, <laughs> all right uh, uh, anadha chaya thank you so much for uh, spending this time i i'm glad we ha- we could have this conversation and we could uh, you know take these few steps together which led to nowhere but i'm glad that it's not it's not about the destination <laughs> it's about the journey as they say oh my god i'm full of cliches today yeah thank you so much all is fun having these discussions and like hopefully we have it in person yeah. someday that will be fun yes yes i had of course seen memes about this artwork when it was first displayed I remember laughing at it with a smug look on my face thinking about how ridiculous people can be to spend a crazy amount of money on a banana. But while doing some research for this episode, I went a little deeper into this artwork and I found it quite interesting. So, this is my attempt at telling you a bit about the artwork that took the world by storm. The artwork called Comedian not the comedian just comedian you can do a google search to see how the artwork looks in case you haven't seen it so let's start with a bit about the artist himself so murizio catalan is one of the most popular as well as controversial artists on the contemporary art scene he has been known to use playful and provocative materials objects and gestures to challenge the viewer and force commentary and engagement He was born again in 1960 in Italy. He lives and works in New York at this point of time. His works have included a wax statue of Pope John Paul II being hit by a meteorite, an installation of 2000 stuffed pigeons and the infamous comedian of course, which uh, simply features a banana duct taped to a wall. So just imagine a white wall, a yellow ripe banana and uh, that is stuck to the wall using a silver duct tape, the usual one that you find in the stores. So he has been known to create some really wacky artwork. One of them is, hear me out, a fully functioning solid 18 carat gold toilet. 
yeah you heard me right a gold toilet a solid gold toilet fully functioning it was in 2015 and uh, he called it america the golden toilet was for the guggenheim museum in new york and uh, later it was of course stolen in 2016 according to catalan it represented and expressed the excess wealth in the country anyway coming back to our banana so the year is 2019 autumn uh, the place is art basel miami beach it is an annual art show that is held at miami beach uh, i think it started off in 2002 in the beginning so let's look at the concept okay uh, catalan was thinking of a sculpture that was shaped like a banana for whatever reason Every time he traveled he brought a banana with him and hung it in his hotel room to find inspiration he made several models uh, i think the first one was in resin then it was in bronze and it painted bronze as well but finally he came back to the initial idea of a real banana it also says that uh, the fruit on display at the museum or at the art fair was locally sourced from a grocery store in miami so the artist literally went to the grocery store picked up a bunch of bananas and maybe a duct tape and uh, pretty much came back and stuck it onto the wall so the biggest question did anyone buy it yes there were three buyers in fact it is reported that the first two editions went for 120000 us dollars in india it will be around 89 lakhs indian rupees and then finally they decided to bump the price of the third one uh, to 150000 us dollars in india it will be around 1 crore 11 lakh rupees for a banana and a duct tape now again the question may be okay if it's one artwork how could three people buy the banana so in this case uh, you aren't really actually buying the work like it's a banana right so you can't you can't pay i don't know like 150000 for a banana it's of course going to rot so you're actually buying the certificate of the art it's called the certificate of authenticity uh, essentially you are buying the idea rather than the object so it is a conceptual art so you are buying the concept not the real physical uh, you know version of the artwork because of course it's a banana it will rot so when the banana goes back the owner can of course replace it with any banana but again there are artists instructions that are given with that authenticity certificate as well so that certificate grants them the right to recreate the work anywhere in the world and the instructions are given which you have to of course follow right so uh, for example uh, the owner is responsible for buying their own banana and tape and of course for carrying out the installation and uh, the specifics of the angle and the height are also given in that certificate so it should be at 37 degrees about 68 inches from the ground uh, and you have to really go and stick that ripe banana to the wall now coming back to the art fair so after it was displayed at that art fair it started uh, gaining a lot of attention lot of people started coming and uh, in fact a week later it had to be taken down since the authorities could not manage the crowd they said that it was becoming dangerous for other artists and their artwork and that's why uh, it it had to be removed i think uh, after a week uh, in the exhibition Uh, the fair was forced to institute crowd control measures as viewers clogged the aisles they were flocking to see this slowly browning banana 
so where is it right now uh, if you happen to be in new york and if you happen to be in the guggenheim museum uh, you may get to see this particular banana taped to the wall it's one of them uh, so this particular uh, one of the editions was anonymously donated to the museum and that's where one of them is right now and uh, if you think about it again taking things a little probably serious if you think about it comedian brings back like brings us back to the question what makes something a high priced artwork and the other just a banana right as like a simple object because in this case the artist took one of the most commonly available items and turned it into something of a higher much higher value and if you think about it that is what artists do right i mean if you are an artist technically you are taking a pencil which probably costs you i don't know 10 bucks maybe in india right i i i don't know how much pencils cost nowadays but yeah uh, uh so you take a pencil which is nominal in terms of the value but you make something out of that which is beautiful and is worth a lot of money and a huge value to somebody who probably likes that right so in this case comedian is kind of a funny statement you know at our desire to be unique and original like how we are ready to pay whatever it takes to own something which no one else has in this case a banana stuck to a wall with of course the certificate it also makes a statement at the art world where collectors are pretty much swayed by hype and the name of the artist if something is scarce it is valuable even if it is an ordinary banana anyway so that was what i could gather about this really interesting piece and if you think about it as well this work art or not did create a dialogue between the banana or the art and the viewer it made you think probably inspired you at some level to take something ordinary and give it a whole new shape as well and that i think is of a lot of value Oh and before we close this episode the banana that was exhibited at the art fair was also eaten by another artist yes uh, this one artist he just walked up to the uh, display in front of everybody pulled the banana out of the wall peeled it and actually ate it up in front of everyone but now you know he didn't eat the 15000 uh, $150000 artwork he just ate a banana the value is in the certificate and the idea not the banana itself so yeah i hope you enjoyed this bit of uh, today's episode uh, do uh, check the artwork out so of course go to google and just type out uh, banana stuck to a wall maybe or just just type out comedian space banana and i'm sure you'll find uh, what we were just talking about i hope this was interesting and yes i will see you again next week for the last episode of season 1 thank you so much for listening